Do you want to tell me again what you were laughing about? Do you? What What's the number here? It's 68. Oh, not not the other number? No. Oh, okay. No. What number are you getting at? Oh, I don't know. Just this one higher than that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Not Gonna Mess This Up, a podcast on how to get through life and all the shit that comes with it. We've got real people with real stories on the mistakes they've made and the lessons they've learned, including the good, the bad, and the ugly. So take notes, guys, because we're not going to mess this up. I'm your host, Rooney, and joining me again today is the one, the only, Naroui. <laughs> Sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say hello. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello, and welcome back. Hello, thank so you an- for having me back again. Yes. So... For those who haven't listened to the last episode, Ask a Doctor, Narawi is a doctor. Give us a quick summary of that. Of just being a doctor. Yeah. Junior doctor, specializing in pediatrics. But, you know, I do like eating food. And if I could do something else, like be a food critic, then I would do that. You'd be a food critic? I reckon so, yeah. I'd do that. I'd definitely do that. But, you know, I've got to pay the bills, Danielle. (laughs) Yeah, fair. fair. Yeah. Not everyone could be making money like a doctor does. Hey. Yeah, so much money. Yeah. <laughs> Sarcasm. <laughs> so if you can live in anything in the world. That's not a house. That's not a house um, <laughs> or a mansion. And it's like irrespective of price, right? Irrespective of price. Yeah. So I think I would pick a tree house. That's nice. But like a luxe tree house, you know. <laughs> So not a mansion, but a luxe not, tree yeah, house. Like a luxe with a view <laughs> oh, okay. and with some yeah, like, yeah. you know, comfort things, you know, that's like air conditioned and stuff. Oh, you know? okay. True. Air conditioning <laughs> And too. a bathtub. In you a tr- know. Oh, my God. What else are you going to get? <laughs> I don't what know. Hell? What about you? Oh, this is such a hard question. So I just wanted to know, is it just for like a holiday, a short period of time? Or no, like it's, this is your home. of my life? This is your home. Like my dream home. Well, I don't know if it's your dream home, but it's what you're oh. going to live in for the next five to ten years. Oh, five to ten. Then it has to be realistic then, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll just tell you my dream home, right? Uh-huh. Irrespective of money or whatever. My dream home is actually a home in the hinterlands. In like the mountains or whatever, surrounded by trees. Mm-hmm. And then in the middle of this like covering of trees, there's like a big patch of like trees gone. And that's my house in the middle of it, secluded away from everyone. I wake up, I hear the birds chirping. I don't know. I had to sit on a mower to mow my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> I can play hide and seek in the woods. That's kind of my ideal. And it has to be wet like mm. it can't be the dry Australian bush. I feel like it has to be a rainforesty type of, mm. I don't know, like European type of wilderness, hinterland type of thing. Oh, yeah. 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 So not dry away, Australian bush. Away from society. Correct. Okay. But still internet. I need fast <laughs> internet. <laughs> there, was, there was a catch. There we go. I need fast internet, guys. <laughs> Mm. so houses houses that is the topic of the day guys houses um so i heard actually well you you told me so i don't know who else i heard it from but you told me this you bought a house yeah congratulations thank you congratulations so tell me all about it how many beds how many baths Look, it's a three-bedroom, two-bathroom, two-story house. I feel like there's more than three bedrooms in it. No, 
three bedrooms. Oh. Yeah. It's definitely, it was built in the late 60s. Mm. It has asbestos walls upstairs and an asbestos ceiling. Right. It does have a nice little deck out on the back. Yeah, um, okay. So it has nice views from there. But, you know, it has purple walls. Okay. And uh, Is there a bathtub? P- huh? Is there a bathtub? Is, is there a bathtub? Yes, that's my that's my one pride and joy bathtubs. Spa, yeah, spa okay. bathtub. Um, oh, there's a spa bathtub. Yeah, it's got, it works, so that's good. Look, it's got a blue wall, beige walls, purple <laughs> trim, blue trim, depending on where you are in that. But it's all paint. But you know, it's a start. It's a good start. Right. So, but I think what we wanted to talk about today was the actual reality of trying to buy a house. Yeah. Because all yeah. you see ever on Facebook is, oh, we bought a house and a yeah. photo in the front. And I did that, like, but I also <laughs> documented the journey of it. You did. And I think that's why I really wanted to bring you on to this episode, right? I know plenty of people who've bought houses, like plenty of people who've bought homes. And I've also bought a home. Yeah, congrats. Thank you. But none of them was even close to the journey that you went through for your home, first Mm. of all. I felt like everything that could have possibly gone wrong (laughs) with you buying a house went wrong. Yes. And everything was just like so bizarre and so strange. Like I just couldn't believe how it'll – I can't believe you even have a house at the end of it. Yep, At the end of all this journey. So let's start at the very beginning. Yeah. How long were you looking for before you found your home? Probably for about maybe six months or so, like properly looking, because before that we'd just been saving right, and just kind of seeing where we were, we were at in terms of what potentially we could afford and getting the sort of, you know, financial side of things lined up in a row to figure that out before we seriously went out to actual inspections and things like that. And you said that being a doctor in the last episode, it kind of hindered you from, you know, working full time and saving for money and buying a house, right? Mm. So like, did you find that a lot harder than it would have been other people your age? Yeah. So I think because I had only been working for a year and a half or so before we, you know, we're going to buy this house. Mm. That was all of the money that I'd had. I'd been at uni for seven years before that. So I was very much behind in terms of having any savings for it. And so that year and a half or so was, you know, all I had because I'd only worked that full time for that time. So my partner had been working for longer than me before that. So, but I guess at the time, because, you know, I was on Centrelink, he was kind of supporting me in a way and our sort of lifestyle at the time. So it's not like he was particularly saving during that time I was at uni. Mm. So, yeah, it was kind of tricky. But, yeah, so I think that was the first bit was consistently saving for the, you know, year and a half or so before we even got to the point of even being financially capable of being able to be in that position do you mind me asking how much you ended up saving in a year and a half yeah so in the end we saved about I think it was just over um 70,000 or so so I think I think actually including the sort of stamp duty side of things we had to save another 20-ish grand on top of that as well so to get that deposit but it was literally just barely through the skin of our teeth getting to that point point. Right. and it was kind of crazy because the market 
given COVID and given everything, Mm. we had found that we would be looking at realestate.com or domain one week and seeing, you know, some houses we could theoretically afford that week and the next week none in those suburbs and we'd be looking one suburb back and one suburb back and we couldn't even save at the rate that the prices were going up. That was exactly what I found. Like the areas that I started out with, in the very beginning when I was looking for a home or even thinking about buying, by the time that I was ready, I couldn't even buy in those areas. It was actually insane. And then I ended up looking in like the middle of God knows where, like in these really, really crazy rural places. And I think I almost bought a housing commission home that had holes (laughs) punched in almost every wall. of this house wow it was missing doors or the doors that were there they would not close and there were like just holes cut in the fly screen wow it was just bizarre the size of the land was actually pretty big it was like 600 meters square yeah um which is quite decent And it only costed three hundred and forty thousand. What? Yeah, in like towards the end of me actually purchasing my home, so that would have been even later than you signing your contract. Yeah, three hundred and forty thousand for this three bed one bath house. Wow, but that looked like absolute crap. So I don't know, like I had to really toss up whether or not I was going to buy a really big fixer upper yeah, or spend like a little bit more on a house that's like ready to go. Yeah. But in saying that, what kind of houses were you looking for? Like what were your non-negotiables that you really <laughs> wanted? And did you get them? <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Like you, I guess it's like in your head, you construct this list. But I think the reality of the situation was that we were renting at the time mm. and our lease was going to be up in November. And we didn't really want to renew the lease and, you know, keep paying off somebody else's mortgage. So we had a time limit as to all of this. And with the pressures of, you know, saving at the rate that houses were kind of going up and the vague areas we wanted to be in, like we kind of almost threw that out in terms of a non-negotiable. But the non-negotiable was like, you know, it couldn't be falling apart. Like it needed yeah. to be a livable house. Yeah. Um, I mean, with the way you described your house in the beginning, though, <laughs> I can't say you painted us a very good picture. <laughs> very colorful one, but not a very... Very colorful. Yeah. Yeah, very colorful. Yeah, look, I mean, but the structure of it, of it is good. So... So you couldn't have looked at the house that I looked at. Yeah. With holes in all the walls. Look, we had massive holes in our bedroom when we first moved in. Yeah. Um, so I got my partner to, you know, patch them up at least. But yeah, it is sort of, look, we were looking at so many different kinds of houses in terms of we hadn't really, you know, ruled too many things out. You know, some days on Saturdays we'd be going to like seven or so house inspections. Yeah. And it was just – and that's the other thing that, you know, I sort of had documented on our journey and that, you know, we felt is this time out of your Saturday was so exhausting. And by the seventh or whatever house, you just, you're just you so done with yeah. the whole process. And they were all at the same time oh, for some yeah. reason. And you're like rushing to the next Correct. one. Like they're all within like 10, 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, like the time frame of when you can inspect these houses houses and you you're like did I even look at this properly Correct. like because you're going into the house and you're like oh what you're in it for room? like five minutes and you're like I got a jet yeah 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 and yeah. then you'd like meet the same real estate agent oh, the man. Next one. oh man what about you like what about your non-negotiables okay so for myself like 
When I looked at the houses, I had to really weigh up whether or not I was going to live in it or whether or not I was going to rent it. Yeah. Right? If I lived in it, I think I would have been a lot more pickier about Mm. the house that I bought. Um, But because by the end of it, I'd made up my mind that I would move back home because there's plenty of space at my house and I would save some more money that way. I figured that I would buy a house now while the market was just going out of control mm-hmm. when I can still afford it, rent it out, it pays for itself, and then come back in like a year and a half later and actually buy the house that I want to live in. Yeah. Yeah. There was a house that I was absolutely in love with. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, there were, there were a few. Oh, my God. There were so many. <laughs> actually, there were so many houses. There are two that I can remember, right? The first one, the house... On the outside, it looked nice. Not like expensive nice, but it was decent, right? Like they had a balcony deck in the begin- in their front area, but the wood was like stained and polished and it was good. Inside though was another story. Mm. The carpet or the flooring squeaked. <laughs> 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 the carpet was kind of... Like it was dirt, like it was like fluffy and dirty. I don't know how to how that works. Ooh. Fluffy and dirty carpet. Carpet's um, just a no for me. I mean, like it's not like a non-negotiable. Yeah, I know, but it's just gross. You can always replace it. Yeah, you can. You can. And I thought about that, but okay. When I went in the and it was like a um, high set home, so everything is living in the top. Yeah, the kitchen was so small. Yeah. And like, if you guys, I feel like I say this in every episode. If you guys don't know me, haha, <laughs> I love to cook. Yeah. I, I love to cook too. Exactly. Yeah. We both love to cook. And that's one thing that we both can't stand is a small ass kitchen. Yeah. Which we, I have. <laughs> <laughs> we both hate small ass kitchens because it's just, there's just not enough room. It's so hard to cook in. Like it, it's just so hard to move around in and it doesn't feel comfortable. And I was such a messy cook as well. I remember we made macarons. Oh, yeah. That day was awful. (laughs) (laughs) Awful. (laughs) I think that was the most delicious. That was the most annoyed I'd ever gotten at you ever in my entire life. I was like, what is she doing? Yes. (laughs) It was everywhere. I couldn't understand it. But to be fair, I'm a clean eater, I'm just a messy cook. You also don't eat. You eat such a small portion of food. I do. Yeah, it irks me. Anyway, leftovers irk me. Anyway, continue. So this, but the top living is so small of this house. I was like, oh, don't really know if it's worth seven hundred thousand dollars for a three bed, (laughs) one bathroom house. But what really sold me was this massive, beautiful deck outside and this huge mulberry tree. (gasps) Yes. That I was actually eating the fruit off of. (laughs) Help yourself, Danielle. That is what the real estate agent was saying. She was like, look, we're... It's all going to just be eaten by the birds or drop onto the deck to be staining the deck. So just eat it. And I felt like the biggest raccoon standing by the tree (laughs) while all of these other potential buyers are walking by me. And I actually got the home um, for the amount of money that I offered. Wow. Actually, it was 6.30. Sorry. It was still earlier in the the year. So, yeah, it was 6.30, but it really wasn't worth it. It definitely Mm. wasn't worth 6.30. And eventually I just pulled out of it. I was like, that's. Mm. not what I want 
Um, the second house that I fell in love with, I would call it a retiree's dream home. Wow. It is all. I thought you said you were 18 in the last episode. No, I am 80 <laughs> at heart, guys. I drink tea. I don't drink coffee. I don't know. What else do old people do? Um, so I would call this house a retiree's house because it was all single story. Like it was all like one story, but the house itself was long. It wasn't deep. I don't know how to explain it. (laughs) (laughs) The land was huge and I love a big backyard and I love plants and gardening and all that as well. So I really, really love seeing a beautiful backyard and the backyard was humongous. It was 700 square meters this house or wow. 740 so yeah, it was good. gorgeous and because it was basically like one stick of a Kit Kat bar that's the best I can describe this house it was long in that sense right, right? there was sunlight pouring in from both sides of the oh, house and it so was nice. so bright so beautiful and there were those old people handles in the bathroom <laughs> that's why I call <laughs> it the old retiree's house you <laughs> to hold on correct yeah great um, no falls for you then. No. You won't come to the ED. No. I will. Oh, maybe I still will. Oh, okay. You know how clumsy I am. <laughs> but that house also sold for way more than I anticipated. The um, real estate agents were asking for 550 It sold oh, for 740 It's crazy. It was only a three-bed, one-bath house on a massive block of land. Um, but it was double brick as well. So the house was very sturdy for what it was. But yeah, it was just... No, that's the thing is like, this is why I like not kick myself, but it's just funny that, you know, had I have not chosen the doctor path and done something else and had been working full time, you know, pre 2020. Yeah. I theoretically could have got, you know, a better house in a better area for less money. But you know that your first home is never going to be your dream home. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. So like you shouldn't be too hard on yourself. No, I know. But you can just, you always think it. Look, there. Okay, there's no point like crying over spilt milk, right? All yeah. these what ifs, you don't need it. You yeah. don't need them in your life. And I think that that's probably something that's good for everyone to be hearing is that stop thinking about what if, what if you missed, yeah. like what ifs, the things that you missed, the things that could have <laughs> been, because it's not, and it's not the reality of the situation. Is yeah. is the housing market fucked? Yeah. Is yeah. the house that you wanted, the one that you wanted to live in for the rest of your life? Like, is it your dream home? No. But is it going to set you up for the future? Are you potentially going to be able to flip this, you know, sell it for some more money and then buy the house of your dreams? Yeah. Yeah, you probably will. I think, I think that's the hard decision as well with choosing which house to buy or what houses to put offers in for. Is Yeah. You know, because I feel like a lot of people do realize that this house probably won't be their forever house. But at the same time, it's a lot of money. It is so much it's money so for much. what it's worth. And such a commitment. Like, so, you know, it's hard to make those decisions as to which house do you want? Is this the right choice for you? Yeah. Yeah. So going back to your home, right? My beautiful home. Your beautiful home. I'll give you guys an insight as to what an average house buying process is. You find the house that you want and you bid on it, okay? Once you've bid on this house, if the owners of the house who are selling the property want to then accept your offer, you guys will sign a contract. And you guys can both determine 
certain aspects of the contract. So how long settlement is going to be. So basically how long this process of this contract is going to take until you get your home, how long finance is going to be. So that means how long it's going to take the bank to approve you for a loan for this house that you're going to live in. Those two things are generally what you decide on at the very beginning of purchasing a home when you start, like when you're placing a bid, you basically write on a piece of paper, the amount of money you're bidding, the days of settlement, and then also when your days of finances. Can I jump in? Yeah. Uh, So when I was bidding for this house, (laughs) I was working at the time. Yeah. And so I'm trying to call this real estate agent to negotiate the price whilst I'm pacing up and down in the palliative care garden. Oh, my God. Trying to, like, buy this house because my partner's tapped out of trying to negotiate with this real estate agent. Yeah. And, yeah, look, it was just a lot. I'm trying to manage my patients and buy a house. It's just a lot (laughs) at the same time. Bro, you're one woman wonder. I know. Oh my God, that's so crazy. And I will give you my conditions of my purchasing my property. So I had a 30-day settlement and a seven-day finance clause that my solicitors ended up negotiating to 14 days for me. And that's kind of a very normal like contract condition, right? And most people will accept a contract like that. Obviously, a seven-day finance is better than a 14-day finance because it shows that the bank is confident or that you're confident in the bank to give you the loan and they're going to turn it over in seven days. But life happens. So I said 14 and we got the 14. But let's hear from you <laughs> Yeah, your conditions of purchasing your property. Yeah, so we... Same similar thing in that we, I think, had put 10 days finance because that what that's what we were advised was, you know, a good length of time that we could get it back on time. And what, what do we put? Yeah, we put for settlement 90 days because that's what the owners wanted because there were current tenants in the property. And that's not normal, guys. But <laughs> everyone who's listening, 90 Be days. Be warned, don't mess this up. No, <laughs> a 90-day finance is not normal. Not a lot of not, people. Not finance, settlement. Oh, sorry, settlement. Correct. Yeah. yeah. A 90-day settlement is not normal. Most people want to sell their home as quickly as possible yeah so it's actually really bizarre that they wanted 90 days so they had said we could have it earlier if we were taking on the tenants but we were both like well we need to leave our our rental we want to move in so you know we'll put the longer time for them to get out of the property Mm. not really looking into all of this (laughs) and what it meant so similarly so 10 days finance turned into we had to get an extension for 14 days. Yes. um, Which the owners approved. So that was good. And then we had our settlement period. So in this time, (laughs) this is where some drama happened. Let's hear it. I love drama drama. as long as I'm not involved in it. Yeah. So we had the tenants that were currently there. Now we had thought because it was in our contract that, you know, it would be vacant at settlement, that there was no issues, that the tenants would be out at that 90 day mark. I remember telling you to just kick them out. Yeah. I was like, you own the house now. Just kick them out. Plot twist. You can't keep them out. So (laughs) tenants have rights, which is good for renters. That's good. good. That's nice. Very nice. So essentially they had signed a lease until July of the following year, which Mm. wasn't going to work for us. We needed to move in in December, November. So essentially 
we were relying on them to find another rental. Yeah. Which in this market is also very hard. Correct. I also rented guys for a year and finding a rental was horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. I was doing basically the exactly the same things that I was doing when purchasing a home every weekend, going to six, seven, eight inspections one after the other, feeling absolutely exhausted. If they were at the same time, like my me and my roommates would separate and split up, go and video it, and then come back and be like, that was a nut or that was a good one. You know, it's funny though. I feel like I was so much more picky with what rental I was in than what house I bought. I, Me too. Because I, I was agree. like, for rental, I was like, needs aircon, like more than one aircon. <laughs> it needs gas stovetop. Yeah. Like, whereas my house has one, you know. Aircon unit. Ancient aircon unit yes. that sits in the window. Right. Along with a very ancient electric stovetop. Sure, it's not that bad. It's not. It works. It works. It, it, it actually it works. works way better than most hot plates that I've ever used. <laughs> it works. It wasn't that bad. But, you know. Okay. So what happened? So, so you can kick these tenants out. Yeah. So you can't just kick them out. The owner of the property who was selling it to us had even offered them money to leave earlier, which I oh. think they had declined. And we were like, well, we're not giving them more money to leave. <laughs> we just spent all our money. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, essentially we had to, in the end, ask our current lease to extend for a while until um, – so I think we asked for – overall it was like two different extensions for a couple of weeks at a time, which luckily they did. Otherwise, we were going to be homeless for a while. I was like, how can we have just bought a house and actually be homeless? I was like, you can live in my home. So all – yeah. <laughs> so all that putting that in the contract meant that if it wasn't vacant at the settlement time, it meant we could pull out without, you know, getting financial penalty from that perspective. Correct. But you want the home. But we want the house. We're yeah. not giving this up. The prices yeah. have gone up in this 90 days. If anything, they're winning. Yeah, exactly. They <laughs> can winning. sell it for more money. We're holding on to this we're not going anywhere yeah yeah anyway so eventually after a long long time they moved out and I moved in when I was on night shift so (laughs) did you actually do any of the moving then um yeah I kind of helped I mean my (laughs) (laughs) I can just imagine you being so grumpy by the end of it oh man oh yeah I literally I slept in the downstairs bit which is just like a dungeon for the first like week or so because it was black enough during the day to just sleep and yeah it was you know I didn't even really see the upstairs of the house for like the first week I was there yeah (laughs) it was um interesting so it wasn't ideal circumstances yeah but you know we got in there in the end but it was that time where we didn't know whether we even had a house to live in um, when we just, you know, bought this house or going through the process, so stressful. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I feel like not enough people talk about the actual process of it being a really turbulent journey or being, you know, a big life decision. And, you know, they just see that glamorous picture at the end. Yeah. The picture of you in front of the sold sign. Yeah. Right? Correct. Yeah. And I think like off of the back of that, I also had a very similar situation where there, like something did come up. Right. And that was that my bank didn't get my finance in time and I was pissed off. (laughs) I was so angry and I work in a bank. And so I was like, I know the exact same process is going through. You guaranteed me this. What are you doing? And they were like, 
but you work in a bank, so surely you would understand. And I just was like, oh. I just hung up. I was like, this is such a stressful situation, like in my life. And you just, just, oh, yeah. Oh, because it meant that if the owners weren't happy to extend finance, then I could just lose the house. Exactly. The ball is in their court. Correct. Most of the time. Correct. Yeah. It is, it's scary. <sighs> but we did it. We did do home it. Home owners. I know. First home owners. First home owners. Can you believe it? I can't. I literally live in this house and I don't even believe it's mine. It's just like how we're adults and we don't believe we're adults. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's Like, you know, in a rental, like you have to ask to, I don't know, hang something up or yeah. whatever. Like, you know, I started, you know, putting some paint on the walls and I'm like, this feels illegal. I'm going to get in trouble. Like, you know, it just still hasn't hit me. And we've All been the in freedom there in the world for a few months now. Yeah. Yeah. It's so exciting. It is very exciting when you get there. But I do feel really empathetic towards people who are currently going through that process or yeah. who are thinking about going through that process because it is a lot. And especially if you have other things going on in your life, because, you know, when it rains, it pours. It really does pour. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that stress on top of other stresses can just be a lot at one point in time yeah for sure and I totally agree with that um if you had one advice for someone who is going through their first home owner buying journey what would it be oh that's a hard one it is right look I think in the end you've just gotta go with the process And at the end of the day, you know, it is your decision. You can only take so much advice from other people um, because, you know, you're the one who's paying off that house and you're the one who lives in that house or rents out that house or whatever. So, you know, you've got to be happy at the end of the day with whatever decision you make. Yeah. What about you? What's your one piece of advice? I would say don't give up. I feel like oh, I came so close. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So many times during the process, it's just, you know, even looking for a house was just so horrible. It was just so hard, so hot. It was like dead of summer or like going into summer and you're just really fed up, you know, in the beginning, it's so exciting. You're like, oh my God, I'm putting an offer on a house. Oh my God, this could be my future home. And then literally by the third week, you're just like, any house will do. Just give me a house. Yeah. And that's the biggest misconception. I felt like at the end of it, I should have felt so excited about owning my own home. I did not feel excited. so tired. So exhausted. Yeah. Just stressed and so done with the whole thing. It wasn't exciting anymore. Exactly. People were like, congratulations. I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, a little bit of a serious one, more of a serious one, guys. But hopefully you've learned something from it. You know, like I said, don't give up. You can definitely do it. And it's never going to be your dream home, guys. So just keep at it. It's not going to be your dream home. But, you know, you'll have a house. You'll have a starting point. Exactly. Yeah. You'll have a roof over your head. Well, thank you again so much for joining me for another episode. Thank you. I love having you on and I can't wait to get you on again. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to another episode of Not Gonna Mess This Up. We release new episodes every Monday and you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts at Not Gonna Mess This Up. Well, we've lived it, so you don't have to. We hope you're taking notes because we're we're not going to mess this up.